Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Don't have time to work out? Well, that's where our free... 10-minute classes come into your life. You can go ahead and sign up over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days and we'll send you five days of 10-minute classes, yoga, Pilates, all of the goodness to make you feel absolutely amazing. Emma, are you excited? Oh yes, these are my favorite classes. Bring it on. We'll see you super soon on the mat over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days. This is episode 302 on the Get Married podcast, and we are so excited to be here with you today. We're actually in a brand new studio, so bring on the fresh vibes and the fresh ideas. What do you think? (laughs) Well, yeah, we're in a brand new studio because I moved. I'm in a new home. And talking about the theme already, like one step at a time, it's like a super daunting, overwhelming, bigger than you think ordeal when you're moving right yeah it just goes on and on and on I know if I feel like it's never ending we're not even it's not even the end yet pictures need to be hung (laughs) couches need to be delivered oh my but it was a pretty intense actually three weeks and I guess maybe the most intense thing about it was that it was unexpected so Mm. because I rent up here uh the well who knows but anyway uh the owners were supposedly moving back so we got that six week reminder or six week notification that's the right word of you need to get out of here and we were not looking to move at all Mm. uh no way at that time maybe in like six months we might have thought about it but the rental market is crazy up here as it is like really across all of Australia. Yeah. It's just exploded. Yeah, so there's like zero 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 point one vacancy yeah. rate. So there was, it was like really tough market. So really I'm just glad that you found a place so quickly and it's only three minutes away from me. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, and it's beautiful and we have a brand new studio, which is so nice. And I feel like we're going to have so many great podcast episodes here. Yes, I agree. But we did take it one step at a time and, of course, Carla helped me and Joel and Tamiano. <laughs> uh, and, it, yeah, it was it was fun in the end. Yeah, and you ended up, you know, making progress one step at a time. Yeah. It wasn't – I feel like this is where we all get overwhelmed when we think about the end. Yes. And we think about where we need to get to rather than thinking about what needs to be done right here, right now. And like what a great analogy really that we're using right now of moving house because, you know, if you'd thought about the end of getting being set up and having your new home already done and dusted, at the same time as you packing boxes mm-hmm. in your old place, you would just feel so overwhelmed, so stressed that you'd almost just feel stuck. 
Like you yeah. wouldn't make any movement because it's just too much. And it would also make every step feel more stressed, more overwhelming than it has to be. Mm. And, you know, it would cause more friction between partners or whoever you're moving with, more fighting, uh, more miscommunication, more struggle. So really this is what this whole episode is about, how, yeah, it's great to have the end goal in mind. It's great to have this big vision but then we must remember to break it all down into increments, into steps, into just the next step. And this will alleviate so much suffering, so much unnecessary suffering and stress. So true. And this is the theme inside Merry Body for the month. And I feel like, you know, it's always so interesting when we pick these themes because mm. sometimes we'll pick them really far in advance. And this one we did. And it kind of just makes so much sense to be happening right now in this month. Mm. I think as pretty much every state is now in a lockdown in Mm. Australia, except Queensland where we are. We were a couple of weeks ago. And I feel like there's this kind of this overwhelming feeling that we're not where we want to be. And we're not – we had all these plans for our lives. Uh, And, yeah, I think about like, you know, Every age, every age group, we all have these plans and where we thought we would be at this age. And now the situation that is in front of us and that we're actually in isn't supporting that vision. And so it's really difficult to, to feel that, but it is what it is. And it's like, so how can we welcome in the peace and the, the contentment and the acceptance Mm. of what's happening right here, Mm. right now? So we no longer feel that we're not where well that we're not where we don't want to be. Does that does that make sense? So we're not where like we want to be where we should be. <laughs> oh my! We, wait, no. Wait, we need to rewind we, that. We and to, <laughs> we like the mindset is I am exactly where I should be. That's kind of the mindset that welcomes in the piece. But right now we're feeling I'm not where I want to be. No, I I don't even. I'm going to disagree with that mantra because I don't like that mantra. I am exactly where I should be. Everything is as it should be because it doesn't work in all cases. You know, like, all right, you go through a breakup. You have that feeling of everything is as it should. Like, this is leading me to where I'm going. But then, you know, this stuff happens in life that just has no explanation and I don't like that mantra because, you know, I think I would just rather say everything is not great at the moment. Mm -hmm. But... It's going to be okay. Mm. Not now, but soon. Mm. And this is, you know, like in the case of, I don't know, like sickness and in death and in, you know, the the worst things uh, where things just seem so unexplainable. And when we say that mantra, like it doesn't sit right with me. But I definitely like it in lots of other cases. Oh, yeah. But isn't that the, the case for all philosophy? Yeah, that's like, very there's true. there's always... And we talk about this all the yeah, time. Yeah, very you know, true. S- you know, f- seasons of life where we've welcomed in this mantra and we so much loved it. We loved yeah. it with all of our hearts. Yeah. And then I think back to it and I think, I hate that now. That makes zero sense to me and it doesn't resonate and it doesn't yeah. even help. That's very true. And I think, you know, that's why there is so many different philosophies and ways and perspectives of looking at life. And you know, I guess we're drawn to what resonates with us Mm. and it will change and interchange. And, you know, between you and I and uh, you at home, 
we'll all see things a little differently, but then we might see things that are like, oh my, you just like flipped my mindset and now I look at life completely differently. But this is another reminder of why it's so important to spend some time on reflection and also studying, like study the philosophy, have a look, dig a little deeper. And, you know, it's, you may be right now, it's like yoga philosophy, but then it might be, I don't know, like there's so many great philosophers out there. philosophy. (laughs) Uh, Nietzsche. However, you Socrates. say that, <laughs> Plato. Yeah, the ancient Greek, the Stoics, uh, the Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, that's what I was talking to Damiano about. That I was like, you should really study the Stoics because, you know, he has studied a lot of philosophy, and it's like very pessimistic philosophy, uh, like doom and gloom. But is it Stoic? Is it more no? It's not Stoicism. Stoic? And I was like, you need to study Stoicism. <laughs> Stoicism. Stoicism. Because I, what I like about that is because, you know, it does think worst case scenario, but it comes up with a like, okay, if this happens, then I'll do this. Mm. <laughs> it's like in preparation. Well, because I feel like when you look at the worst case scenario, in a lot of cases, you think, oh, okay, if I go through that, I'm going to be okay. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And I would think that all the time. I think, okay, worst case scenario, this business decision doesn't work. Okay. We'll get on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Worst case scenario, like this house move doesn't work. And this is another great lead into that whole like toxic positivity thing because we can be positive but we also need to, well, personally need to, be in touch with reality and the truth. So it's not about denying what is bad in the world or in your world because, oh, my gosh, there's so much bad stuff and sad stuff and heartbreaking stuff but we are allowed to have a optimistic feel about life. Yeah, I agree. And it's almost there's a fine line where this uh, you know, comes into play. And it, it is the same mantra, it's the same philosophy as what I was talking about before. We are exactly where we should be. Uh, because you know how that whole like, oh, find the silver lining. <laughs> like find the good. Yeah, yeah. And that's toxic. Yeah. Isn't it? And I well, well it, can it can be. It's like and that's the thing. It's and it's personal as well. It's it's different for all. I think it's really toxic when like say you are going through something bad and I then say, "Oh, let's look for the good in this." Yes. And you know, I don't give you time to just like be sad. And this is the whole, like, you know, when you're dealing with other people and their problems and within intimate relationships or friendships, like, this is navigation, right, where you want to show up to help them and knowing the right time that maybe, you know, maybe they do need help to see something positive or good, but not straight away. (laughs) Agreed. And sometimes it's about asking them what they need, isn't it? Yeah, I Yes, yes. And I think, you know, I I feel like I really learned, you know, through what you've been through, like with your breakups. I feel like because I was always like, you know, the one supporting, like yeah, with yeah. you. And I think, you know, I definitely stuffed up the in like so many occasions. <laughs> I know. And then slowly I would be like, hang on a second, Carla, this isn't what Emma needs. Like yeah. maybe you think that's what you would need, but this isn't what Emma needs right now. And then often I would just not say anything and that would be like when it was like the best kind of support I could give you and I would think, okay, 
That was a good that was a yeah. good choice, Carla, instead of trying to fix and band-aid and yeah. and do it, everything. And we can all relate in different circumstances, and especially right now. Like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff happening to so many people right now. So an example is, you know, when you're talking to someone who hasn't seen their family for years because of COVID. The borders are shut. International borders are shut in Australia. Like how do you support that person who is like pretty much heartbroken that they can't go back to their original country? So they migrated to Australia. Like how do you be there for them? Because that's really hard when there's no kind of – there's no – knowing of when it's going to stop Mm. or when it's going to get better so really again it's just about having holding space I guess that whole like term holding space just be there (laughs) just be there for them and we have taken a massive tangent I know right let's get back to one step at a time let's talk about how it is important to have these big audacious amazing goals goal setting is so good I love goal setting it helps you navigate where you want to be, what you want to achieve. It also allows you to dream big. You know, sometimes we can think like that we don't, you know, we don't think ahead. So we don't plan to create anything. So without the goal, then we kind of just don't do anything. But yeah. it's also really important to think about how we go about aiming for that goal. And I say aiming because I don't want it to be like reaching or grasping or attaining that goal because sometimes we don't like we can just aim for it and we might end up somewhere else and that's fine but how do we make sure the journey from a to b is the most enjoyable part because really when we get to the goal that's like a short-lived moment because we always want to be somewhere else Mm. and so all of this lead up years months uh hours all of your days your life how do we make sure that is actually the part that we enjoy and love really the most, I think? Because mm. when we get to the goal, and, and I'm speaking from experience, we always want to be somewhere else. Well, and I think we need to be like that in a way. For me, goals are a part of life. They also help us you know, stay connected to our true desires when the goals are our personal goals. Sometimes they're accidentally not our goals. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, this is normal behaviour, I really think, of always wanting wanting to be somewhere else. But this is where we need to add that presence. So actually enjoying the ride and being here in this moment and then, okay, now I'm going to step towards the next goal. Uh, but as you said, it's about enjoying that journey. And that's such a freaking cliche, right? Enjoying the journey. But it's true. We should enjoy the journey. Well, if we can, right? Yeah. I think because, again, it's that reminder that, you know, we only have really this moment. Like we don't know what's coming tomorrow. And so all mm. this planning, like always planning ahead, ahead, ahead. And you were talking about this yesterday, Emma. Yeah. You're like, the future never comes. <laughs> it's never here. Like it's always now. <laughs> and it's so true. So, well, and it's kind of that thing where, you know, I feel in life <laughs> so often you're like, I want this in my life, but I don't have it. And you're continuously thinking, I want this, I want this, I want this. Like some examples boyfriends, relationships, girlfriends, I don't know, uh, you want to be married, you want kids, uh, you don't know if this is the right person you're meant to be with. I feel like that's a big major thing in 
you know, I guess our generation, like we're in our 30s and this has been like a major concern in my life. Mm. And it's so stupid, really. <laughs> like I can reflect back and be like, dumb, so dumb. <laughs> like enjoy your time where you are right now in whatever situation you are. So whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, like find the magic in that and don't be so uh, hasty. Yeah, in like I want this now. It's like, you know, when you meet your your partner and you're already imagining the marriage and the kids or something and you're like, well, why hasn't why haven't they said that they love me yet? And you keep thinking this is bad, like this is bad. He, they haven't said that they love me. Uh And then you think, wait a minute, like, can't I just enjoy this time right now? This is a really magical time. And same with business, right? Like we look back at the beginning and it's the best memories. But back then we wanted to be so far ahead. And now, okay, make sure we learn about that. Because right now we're going to look back at this time and have the most amazing memories. But why are we so stressed about being 10 steps ahead And really this relates to every other aspect, even your exercise and workout goals. Because, hey, the first time you do that, I don't know, tell me a crazy yoga move. Okay, so the first time you do that, okay, maybe you're leading up to that, whatever that move is. I don't even know what that move is. It's where you're standing and you've got your you're oh, holding yes. your big toe and your one leg's in front of you. Yes. So, you know, I remember that pose and I remember I couldn't do it for years. I would be falling over in class. I'd be hanging onto my knee. I could not extend my leg because our tight hamstrings. But then I remember like it took work in many classes and then I did it in one class. And it felt so easy and I just realized, hey, I've never done this before. And that was an amazing feeling. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed the journey too there. Like it made me laugh when I stumbled. I felt the benefits of the movement in that lead up. So this really relates to every other aspect. Yeah, and I think we can really think about it with our exercise and movement, like with results. Like I think we are – Like think about like when you've always just wanted this kind of result from something, Uh, whether it's your meditation. Like why Mm. is my mind not calm yet? Like why do I suck still? I've been meditating for ages. And it's this this reminder that results are made up of tiny, teeny steps that we take one at a time. We can't take five steps at once. We have to be focused on one thing at a time and then after the other and you know i think uh isn't it computers like computers oh, work yeah. like this as well we think that computers like are doing all the same things at once but actually yeah. it's just happening really fast and they're only one thing at a yeah, time so it's one thing at a time yeah we read about that we in that book that. the when, one thing was yeah it? about multitasking yeah about how we this term was actually made for computers <laughs> and then us humans just decided to take it on board but I clearly not like remember multitasking was such a you know great thing about you you're a great multitasker yeah in job interviews I would be like I'll make sure that I say I'm great at multitasking but no one is good at that (laughs) because really we should be focusing on the one thing at a time when we're focusing on two things we do half jobs for both your focus is 50-50 yeah. or maybe 40-60 or 80-20, yeah. whatever it's going to be. You don't have 100 and 100. Yeah. That doesn't add up. Even like when you're walking, listening to this podcast, 
Like, are you really listening? Yeah. Or are you looking at the person walking by or looking at that puppy, looking at that tree? I notice myself doing it all the time when I'm walking with podcasts and it's it's interesting to just be aware of and it doesn't matter because, you know, it's a podcast. And then, you know, maybe we've said something or like something's not making sense to you and we drown out into the background. <laughs> Come back. But then but then we say something like boom and it captures your interest and attention straight away. I mean, that's a funny example and it's not a really big deal. But say when you are working, emailing on your phone, but then also your kids are playing with you, like that's a perfect example of where we're going to fail in our multitasking. And I know we have to do what we have to do. Like sometimes we don't have the time and we just have to do it and be okay with that. And hey, that's all right. But again, we go back to this thing. It's just important that we are aware of it, that multitasking does not allow us to be our best in that job. Yeah, and then I think it's when you know that, then you make the conscious decision, well, maybe I actually don't need to do this because maybe that's an old belief that I have. Like maybe I could try and finish my emails by this time and decide that my phone is being put away. Yeah. And then now is the time I'm spending with my family or my partner or whoever. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's like setting boundaries with our tasks. Yeah. And like knowing what we're doing, not letting distraction take over, but having that sense of presence and awareness with what we're doing. And also just being compassionate when you do get distracted. Be like, okay, I'm coming back to what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, because it's fine if you get distracted. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you are You go and you get distra- distracted. Um, I want to go back to the one step at a time theme. I feel like there's so many great tangents in this episode. I really do. Um, what I really like about this one step at a time is knowing that your first step inspires the second step, which inspires the third step, which inspires the fourth step. As in the first step is the hardest step. And then after that, you will feel a sense of momentum. So this is where it's really important. Don't focus on the fifth step or the tenth step or whatever, a hundredth, millionth. Focus on your next one. Focus on the first step if you have not begun yet. Yes, and I think that this is the perfect advice for what we were talking about before in those moments where you feel really stuck and you feel almost like, you're in cement and there's no motivation. You know you want to make some changes, but you just are like, everything is too hard. This is too much. It's too hard. There's no way I'm ever going to get there. You take one tiny step. It doesn't mm. have to be a big step. It doesn't have to be a leap. It doesn't have to be like some skip. It could be just like a tiny step. It could be opening up your Marybody app. Yeah. Well, and just having a scroll. Yeah. Have a scroll. Don't even press play on a class yet. Just have a look. <laughs> I know. I think uh, it's like figuring out what you can do to help yourself take that step as well. Reducing the friction, reducing the potential excuses. And this relates to anything, any goal, any dream. It's rolling out the mat the night before if, it's, mm. if we're talking about yoga, Pilates or an exercise practice. It's messaging your friend to say, hey, I'm going to do this class. Do you want to meet up in real life or do you want to do it online with me? It's it's just taking one step. But as Carl said, it can be like the teeniest, teeniest step. It's posting your first post on Instagram. Like yeah. If you wanted to like start something. 
Yeah, if you want to start a, a new business or account or, uh, or page and or- add your advocate for something important to you you. want to write yeah it's like okay you want to write then write and don't worry about the final bloody edits you're probably going to write something that'll be absolute rubbish but that's the first step and then tomorrow you'll feel more inspired to write again because you wrote yesterday and it's getting yourself out of this funk of nothing yeah and it's focusing on that step not what oh, what are they going to think of me if I fail? Or what are they going to think of me if if it turns into like nothing, if I put this big goal out there and it doesn't happen? It gets you out of your head and out of the overthinking, out of the over-analysis. So often we just talk ourselves out of the dream before we even give ourselves a chance to begin it. So true. Oh, my but this is really cool because what it does, what this one step a step at a time analogy or idea, mindset. mindset, it makes it feel easier and more doable. It reduces the friction. It reduces the anxiety and stress around the big goal because, yeah, of course, any big goal is stressful. And therefore, the joy levels are increased because we've removed those other things. Mm. So when there is no stress or limited less when there is less anxiety, when there is less overthinking, less overwhelm, there's so much more space for other mm. things to come in. And so if you love to write and suddenly you're letting yourself write <laughs> because you've stopped thinking about how you're going to fail and how it's not going to work and how you're never going to get a book deal because you're thinking so far ahead, I want to be a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> but I don't even write yet. If you let yourself write, Oh, your soul will be so happy. Your heart will feel bigger. And your day will be more enjoyable. It's like, oh, you let yourself write. Good. And I think, you know, this maybe is where we close, that idea of uh, when we let ourselves do the things we want to do. And how about we also let ourselves do it in a, a way where we experience joy in that action? So instead of the pressures that we feel or the stress that we feel about not being enough or not being where we should be, if we just, in fact, be where we are, accept where we are in the goal, in the steps towards the goal, we experience it in a joyful manner. Therefore, that whole A to B, that line between A and B is more joyful too. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing, when we practice it like this, When we practice step one in a joyful way, we're going to experience the end result in a joyful way. But when we practice with stress, anxiety, I'm not good enough feelings, even when we get to the goal, we don't feel good enough. And that's the thing that you were talking about before. Like, yeah, you get to a goal and you're going to want to go somewhere else. And that's fine as long as we're enjoying the ride. Mm Mm-hmm. As we're enjoying our presence, because as you said, yeah, the future is this this imaginative thing, really. You never know what it's going to look like. Yeah. I love that so much. I love this ending, like a little present wrapped in a bow, how it's like, let yourself feel the joy. Allow yourself to feel the joy. Give yourself permission. You are so allowed. And this idea of if you want your goal, your end result, the end game, to be filled with joy, to be enjoyable, then your steps toward it need to be enjoyable as well. 
because there's no little lucky little magic pill that's going to give you that joy at the Mm. end. It just doesn't make sense. Isn't this – this is so interesting. I love this concept and this reminder for us all because, like, how we do one thing is usually how we do everything. Mm -hmm. So how you experience the first step is going to be how you experience the last step. So true. So begin begin living what you want to feel. Like, what do you want to feel in your life? How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel energized, motivated, happy, joy-filled, but also in touch with reality? (laughs) Then start living that way. Disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not delusional. (gasps) Maybe a little bit. Uh, But, yeah, it's, it's the idea of start living what you want to be like. Like, it's that whole thing. Like, if you want love, be love. If you want love, give love. If you want friendship, be a good friend. If you want to be grateful, be grateful. Yeah, like it's just. <laughs> if you want joy, allow yourself to feel joy. It's so funny. If you want to be a writer, write. If you want to be a singer, sing. If you want to be a blogger, blog. Yes. If you want a business, start a business. If you want to get to that goal, start with the step one, not the end result and overthinking it and how it's not going to work. Oh my. This is fun. <laughs> I feel joyful, more joyful already just talking about joy. Me too. This is a great subject. If you did love this episode, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message. Send us a voice message if you like. Send us a photo on Instagram stories. And also we are so grateful if you share the love. So if someone that you know would really enjoy this podcast, send it to them. Mm-hmm. It helps us. Another way you can help us is by leaving us a review on iTunes. (laughs) I ended with a half sentence. If you're still here listening. (laughs) Uh, And it really does help us. It helps other people find us through the search. And it just makes us feel really nice because we get this external validation, which we know is not the best thing, but it really does feel good. So (laughs) we would be grateful. Otherwise, we will be back in I was just imagining someone speaking, um, someone listening on like, 2x you were just speaking so fast it was so funny i hope you are listening on 2x if yeah you do it'll listen, be like chipmunk if you listen to us on 2x i'm impressed oh my uh we'll be back in your ears next week we promise next week yeah we're starting guys because we just realized on apple it says updated monthly and we're like whoa whoa that's not true i'm okay. sure we updated more than that <laughs> All right, guys, have the best rest of your day, night, evening, and we will be in your ears soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.